1: Greetings and welcome to the Catholic Cafe. I'm Deacon Jeff, sitting in the luxurious corner booth of the Catholic Cafe, and I am sitting here with Tom Doran. Tom Doran is my sidekick, co host, and I'm so glad you're here Friend. with us, time. Friend, buddy, yep, there you pal. Go. Pal. And you also set me straight when I'm <laughs> you know, when I'm veering off the path. Those get edited though. Have you ever noticed that? You no, never no, hear that on No, on no. This, this program is pretty much live. They're pretty much everything we do yeah. goes right on to air. Yeah, well,
2: man, the place is hopping. Have you seen that? I think you're in the house. It's hopping. They're all, they're all watching you.
1: Well, I, I thought there was your family
2: here eating donuts <laughs> again. Your family outnumbers mine, so.
1: Well, that's all right.
2: We have a bunch of donut eaters. <laughs> that's right. And that's good. And that's a good thing. But
1: you know what? I, I do want to mention that uh, we here at the Catholic Cafe do not shy away from big topics. No, we don't, and this one's a big one. This is the I think is the biggest topic we've ever encountered. I would say yes. Uh, we are going to talk about God today, which seems kind of odd. No. We, well, I mean, in the sense that <laughs> you, you tune into a Catholic radio program, you, it's pretty much a um, foregone conclusion that right. yeah, God's already in the mix. Right.
2: That's what we're all about.
1: That's right. So, but I, what I thought was we need to talk about. Who God is, and really, what does the Catholic Church teach about God? Because there's a lot of sort of competing theories about God that are floating around in the world today. This is going to be good. Well, I, I thought that maybe uh, we would start with just this idea who God is and sort of see where that took us, but... If you look at a historical perspective right you, you look you read your history books you remember your school do you remember
2: school? It was a long time ago for you but try to block it out I know I try to block it out and in a lot of ways I did block it out
1: but do you remember all those isms you know you remember all the uh the different kinds of well there'd be like there'd be like monotheism yeah right there'd be polytheism
2: mm-hmm.
1: there was atheism yes right and you you remember those and those were all sort of structures that related to God and your view of God right and and in the culture that uh, the world has been uh, involved in for so long we, we've always had this competing
2: uh, you know secularism
1: well yeah we're always competing with is there a God is there not a God right. right we've always been wrestling with that and the way I always like to view it is that God is always speaking to us and even for a person that doesn't believe in God they wrestle with whether or not there is a God absolutely well I mean that deep they're always thinking you know do I Believe in they're talking to themselves. You, yeah. you want to think, well, who are you really talking to? Are you really talking to yourself, or do you ever sort of send out prayers or send out right? And that's mm-hmm. what I talk about. That so the atheists, right? The the atheism, right? Which is the belief that there is no god, right? Right. And so you have a a, a world in which you believe there is no god. Mm-hmm. And now, by the way, I mm-hmm. do. There is a sort of a branch of that, right? That's called agnosticism. So the atheist believes there is no God. The agnostic doesn't know.
2: It's kind of a doubter, isn't it?
1: Well, not so much doubt as I'm not sure. Okay. Yeah. I'm not sure that there's a God. Mm -hmm. Right? And maybe they haven't wrestled with all the questions and haven't answered the questions for themselves. And so they're kind of, I'm not 100% sure there's a God. Mm -hmm. The reality is, and this check me on this one. Okay. You know, I always tell people when they tell me they're an atheist, and I have lots of conversations with people who have decided they're they're going to be atheistic uh in their theology and i will say you know actually it takes a lot of faith to be an atheist hmm. you 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 have to believe in something you can't see you have to believe in something you can't prove right because if you can't point. prove that there is a god how are you going to prove that there is not a god right and forget the american legal system where we believe that the burden of proof is on the one who's making the accusation right but If you're going to go through life saying there is no God, you have to know that. Mm -hmm. But that's still a belief system. You are still having um, a belief that there is no God. Right. So that's a very interesting sidebar (laughs) that I always point out to people. It's like, you know, it takes a lot of faith to be an atheist. I'm sure they
2: look at you like you have two heads when you say that.
1: Well, they do. But um, really the whole point in that conversation is really just to help them to see the truth and to realize that there is a God. Yeah. Right? And the, that he loves us. Now, we should also talk about those other two isms, the monotheism and the polytheism. Okay. Now, Tom, you can probably guess what monotheism is. Yeah,
2: it's one God.
1: There you go. What about polytheism?
2: Many gods. There you go. Right.
1: so, and so I, the vast majority of theological systems in the world fall into those two categories. Right. Either they believe that there is one God, one supreme being,
2: mm-hmm.
1: right, or... This culture or group will believe that there are many gods. Mm -hmm. Think of the Greek or Roman literature, right? Right. In that situation, it's almost like this soap opera going on up in the heavens. Right. Right. All these people are like, you know, spending time with each other. Some people love each other. Some people hate each other. There's always these competitions and, you know, they'll blame all these events on the gods. exactly, Right. And then there's all these uh, tribal cultures that will believe in gods and they'll make offerings to climb up the mountain or or whatever. Exactly. And they'll have many gods,
2: mm-hmm.
1: right? And then so there's a level of confusion because people wonder, well, what are the monotheistic religions? And there's oh. there's three primary monotheistic religions that we only have one God. Right? They are.
2: Well, Christianity.
1: Christianity is is one. Judaism. Abs- Judaism, right? That the Jews believe right. there's one God, and,
2: and then Islam.
1: Islam, that's exactly right. right. Tom, you get three for three. You get a Thank donut. You. I get a
2: donut. I'd rather have a star. I kind of need me lay off the donuts. That's all right. Well, it's a, it's a donut in
1: the shape of a star. Well, there
2: you
1: go. <laughs> The best of both worlds. Uh, so, right, those are the three major religions. Right. And so people have asked me this question. You know, is the God of Islam the same God that's the God of the Jews and also is the same God that is the God of the Christians?
2: Good question. A, that's a pretty good question. it's a very good question,
1: and uh, it's not always easy to answer because you'll get all these different competing answers. Um, if you if you ask that of pretty much anybody who's walking by, you'll get some pretty
2: bizarre answers. You know, my answer to that, by the way, I, I, I would really say yes. Um, I think it's more of how we view that our God or God uh, versus um, you know is it is it not that person or not that God.
1: You know what? You're, you you would fall in line with Catholic teaching Okay, And a lot of people think, wait a second, is Deacon yep. Jeff saying that the uh, the Muslims have the same God? Well, actually, Deacon Jeff is not saying that. Right. The Catholic Church says that. Yep. And so we read that in the Catechism and we read that in all of our statements of ecumenism that we all believe that there is one God. Right. right. And that's the same God. And that's the same God that the Jews have. Right. right. Exactly. Right. The, the God of Moses, the God of Abraham, this is the same God that That spawned Christianity.
2: That's where we came from.
1: That's exactly right. And then the same thing with uh, our our Muslim brothers and sisters. That is the same God. Now, what the Muslims believe about God is
2: vastly different. I think they view God more as a master-slave relationship versus father-son. Yeah,
1: and this really isn't a show about Islam, but I guess the point is what the point i 'm trying to make is that what they believe about God is is sometimes vastly different, like they would never believe that God would humble himself, they would right. lower himself to uh, to basically to, to become human right but that is not what what they would say God would do right right, but essentially, we believe that this God is the same God, but what their attributes, what they believe about God. Is right. actually vastly different, and that's really where I thought I thought we'd talk about okay. in this program is like, well, then what do the Catholics believe about God? Okay, and perhaps that's where we should start, and, and to say, well, there are attributes of God that that this is what the Catholic Church teaches, right? We can read all this stuff in the Catechism, mm-hmm. but first and foremost, we'll talk about God being one, right? Right, that's the monotheism part. Right, there right. is one God. Mm-hmm. Now, this in and of itself can be confusing because I've actually had someone who was a Catholic say, well, wouldn't we technically be polytheists because we have the Trinity? Hmm. Oh. Yeah, and it can be confusing because if you look at your scriptures, there's actually some confusing stuff in there. Mm -hmm. Right? Let's let's look at scripture just for a second. Let's go to Genesis.
2: Okay.
1: Right? Chapter 1, verse 26. Mm -hmm. Then God said... All right, so God said this. Mm-hmm. Then God said, let us make man in our image after our likeness. Wow.
2: So he's speaking in the plural.
1: Right. And it's not the only time he does this. Genesis chapter 3, 22. Then the Lord God said, behold, the man has become like one of us. So God's talking to himself or himself. Right. You know, it gets confusing. It does. Right. And so you start thinking, well, some from the very beginning, this is Genesis. This is the beginning of it all, right? In, mm-hmm. in Scripture, God sort of reveals Himself as a plurality.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Now, we don't want to be confused and say that means that there are three gods. We st- it still says specifically, then God said, it doesn't right. say then the gods said, right? Which would be different, right? And then also another great reference is when uh, when Abraham has an encounter with God, and Abraham in Genesis chapter eighteen says. Um, And the Lord God appeared to him by the oaks of Mamre as he sat at the door of his tent in the heat of the day. He lifted up his eyes and looked, and behold, three men stood in front of him. Hmm. When he saw them, he ran from the tent door to meet them and bowed himself to the earth and said, My Lord... If I have found favor in your sight, do not pass by your servant. Let a little water be brought and wash your feet and rest yourselves under the tree while I fetch a morsel of bread that you may refresh yourselves. And after that, you may pass on since you have come to your servant. So they said, do as you have said, which is very interesting. So Abraham sees three men, Mm -hmm. right? But he addresses them as Lord, not as Lords. My Lord's. Right. It says, my Lord. Right. So it's a very confusing thing. So someone would wonder, like, are we monotheistic? Yeah. And, you know, guess what? We're going to answer that when we come back. Great. Great. I always like to leave people hanging. Keep them on the edge of their seats. (laughs) Before we do that, I want to remind people of our website, www.thecatholiccafe.com. And also, I'd love you to send me an email. And that's at Deacon Jeff at thecatholiccafe.com. And so with that, we'll be right back.
0: I'm Best Rezimski, and this is another great moment in church history. Converting from one faith or religious tradition to the Catholic faith should be a beautiful, life fulfilling occasion for the believer. But it can also be a stressful and emotionally painful one as family and friends may passionately disagree with the convert's choice, especially since that choice is Catholic. That's why it's good to know that there are those who have gone before us, those who have blazed the trails and fought the battles. These converts serve as shining examples and beacons of hope for converts as they draw ever near the church that Jesus founded some 2,000 years ago. We look to these saints as role models, and we ask them to pray with us to God for our spiritual well-being. After all, Jesus himself told us in the 22nd chapter of Matthew's Gospel that God is not the God of the dead, but of the living. And St. Paul told the Romans in chapter 8 of his letter that even death cannot separate us from the love of God. So these holy ones who have gone before us are there, alive, in heaven as patrons to help us and support us on our journey. There are many patron saints of Catholic converts. St. John the Baptist was a prophet in Jesus' day who prepared the way for the coming of the Christ. He preached a message of repentance to the people of Jerusalem and converted many. St. Afra was a prostitute in early Rome. During the Diocletian persecutions, she and her mother hid their bishop. During the incident, the bishop converted them, and St. Afra then devoted herself to working with the poor, converting many along the way. Later, she was ordered to sacrifice to pagan gods, but she refused. She was martyred for her love of Jesus. Saint Flora of Cordoba was born into a Muslim family. She and her mother converted to Christianity, but were persecuted for their faith in Christ. She took a private vow of chastity and spent much of her time ministering to prisoners, converting many to the faith. She too died a martyr's death, tortured and beheaded in the mid 9th century. Saint Lucian spent his early life as a sorcerer and worshipper of demons. But he converted to Christianity after a woman had fended off one of his spells with the simple but powerful sign of the cross. He spent the remainder of his days explaining the true Christian religion and working against error. He was martyred in the mid-third century. These are just a few of the many, many saints who were converts to the faith and are still active today in the conversion and winning of souls for Christ. I'm Best Zimski, and this is another great moment in church history. Welcome back to the Catholic Cafe. Here's Deacon Jeff,
1: and we're back in the luxurious corner booth of the Catholic Cafe, and we are talking about God. Big, big subject. stuff, yeah, big stuff, absolutely. And so. We've gotten into the attributes of God. Yes, we have. God is one. He is. Now, that's an interesting point. I guess we should back up one more second here and talk about the attributes and why we have attributes of God. Mm -hmm. Because I wonder what your thoughts are about whether or not you can actually define God, put God in a box.
2: You know, I read a book once and Woo, it's hold on everyone, very let's difficult. stop for a second.
1: Let's stop for a second. <laughs> well,
2: were there a lot of pictures okay, in this book? <laughs> exactly. Very large print and a whole bunch of pictures.
1: Now were there like That's second, the third graders in the room with you when you read the book? <laughs> <laughs> I'm messing with you.
2: My friend Jeff.
1: Tell me about tell me about so tell me about your, your, your book experience.
2: Uh, you got me off subject now. Um no, it was talking about how to define God and um, how, how difficult it is. There, there's really no, no word in the human language that can define God. Right. And where it went with it was instead of uh, defining God in terms of a noun, it defined God in terms of a verb or, or an adjective. Right. Uh, you
1: describe God. Exactly. To the best of your ability. Exactly. And you know what? And, That's and what
2: it described each person in the Trinity with that same adjective. Uh, it was it was pretty pretty cool take on it. So and you're gonna, and knowing neat. you, the philosopher you are, you're gonna yeah, debate right. me on that. So bring, no, it. I'm bring not. it come on, no, give it I'm to right me. there with you.
1: No, that's oh. exactly why we have attributes. That's a, that's a cop out. That's why we're no, that's why we're <laughs> covering the attributes of God. Right. Good. It's not a cop out, that's what we're doing. Okay. We're actually describing God. Good. That's what we know about God, and we know about God because He revealed Himself to us. Exactly. Right? He revealed himself to us, so he wants to make himself known to us. But not defined or quantified by us. I mean, think about it. Do you, would you want to define a God or put a God in a box and no. and basically control it and know that? Or would you rather think that there is something greater, something bigger, a Creator, an Author, oh, absolutely something that is beyond us? Yeah. And that's and that's it's sort of a uh, the way to look at things. And that's that's what we're doing here. Instead yeah. of trying to define God, yeah. right, and sort of control God and say, "This is my God. This is." Right. 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 Instead of that, it's it's like this is the God that has revealed himself to us. Right. And here's how we describe him. Yep. And that first attribute we talked about is, one, that there is just one God. And so here's the answer to the question.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, are Catholics polytheistic because we believe in the Trinity? The no. answer is
2: no. Absolutely not.
1: But what we believe about the Trinity is that it's one nature. It's one God. Right. Right, revealed in three persons. Exactly. Right, and so this is not a show about the Trinity. In fact, we have a great show about the Trinity that's that's on the web. But the the point is, we are a monotheistic religion. We believe there is one God. Yes. We believe that God the Father is one God, Mm -hmm. and that same God is Jesus the Son. Right. Right. God the Son, but He's revealed Himself as the Person of Jesus, right? In the Person of Jesus, right. So, same nature. Same – he's consubstantial with the Father, as our uh, profession of faith says. Yes, And so the same thing with God, the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. These three persons are one, one, God. one God. So we, yep. are a, we are a monotheistic religion. Right. But that also separates us from, like, Judaism and the Muslim religion, yep. right? Islam doesn't view, view have a trinity or a trinitarian relationship. Yep. So that does separate us. But we are in league with those monotheistic, the great monotheistic religions. So attributes of God. Let's continue on. We have have one God, right? Mm -hmm. We also have an eternal God. What we believe about God is that God is eternal. God was not created. Right. God didn't start. So if God is eternal, that necessarily means God will never end. Right. If he didn't have a starting place, he can't have an ending place. Right. And so. He is. That's right. He is. God is. Right. Exactly right. And the only creation that was done was what he created. Right? So he's eternal. We are not eternal. Our souls are eternal, but they were created. They had a starting point. Right. And our souls will go to be with him. Right in heaven or elsewhere, and we don't want to talk about elsewhere right now. No, we don't want to go there. That's exactly right. People will veer off the road. as like exactly. This, we don't want to get people I'll fall upset. i in my chair. Man. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but I guess the point is eternal. God is eternity. Right. He always is, always was. Right. That's important uh, uh, thing to understand, and he always will be. All right, and then God is Almighty. Now, all powerful is another way we'll we'll say this almighty or all powerful. Nothing is outside of the ability of God. Yep. God is capable of doing anything because exactly. again, he's the author, right? He creates, he's the creator. Right. And so if he can create something out of nothing, he can will it. And it happens. Exactly. He also is, I mean, he's almighty. In other words, he can't be beaten. A lot of people see God as sort of, a, uh, they'll talk about like competing gods or that there will be this, this God that, uh, there's this battle between gods or whatever between this the good and the bad God and, or whatever and that something might potentially beat God mm-hmm. and that there's this war going on in heaven but that's impossible exactly. now there may be a war in heaven but that's out of the, the pride of the angels or, or you know the devil right. right but that's not like someone rivaling God someone of that power right. that would be able to beat God God can't be beaten right God is almighty right all powerful Right. there's nothing beyond his capabilities.
2: I know there's somebody out there and I'm probably getting off on on the subject, but there's somebody out there going, "Okay, so this God is that God, then how, you know, and we've been there before with another show, how does all this other stuff happen out there and, you know, why does he allow disasters to well, occur you just said or whatever?" It right. we, but you just I said it we did another show. No,
1: but you just said it correctly. God allows it. God didn't create evil, right? God did right. not make evil. God can't be because of this next attribute. Right. God is holy and good. Right, right. That's an attribute of God. God is all holy and all good. There is nothing bad about God. Right, and that's an important thing for us to wrap our heads around because what happens is that's where people start to think about the problem of evil.
2: Right. If, it, we, if he's not bad, then why is that happening?
1: Why is there right? Why right. is there evil? Yep. Now we have a whole another show on that. I know. That. I, know. I don't need evil. to go there. I'm sorry. But no, but real quick, we can talk about it and say that. In a nutshell, God allows and permits evil because God wants us to have free will. He, he wants, wants us, us to, to love choose, him, right? right. So we have, we have to have something to choose from, right? something that's not God. Yeah. And if it's not God, if it's not of God, it's bad, yep. right? If it's of God, it's good because God is all good and all holy. Yep. So the, the, the idea that something evil, something bad happens, God permits bad things to happen, yep. right? Because necessarily there needs to be something out there that's not God. That we would be able to choose between that thing and God. Yeah, that's
2: the word, choose.
1: That's right. So yeah. that's a part of the, f- the free will thing. Anyway, yeah. that's my take on that.
2: No, I, th- I think you're right. But
1: we have the attribute of God being all holy and all good. Yeah. God is truth. Right? That's another attribute of God. God is truth. Now, see, this is another one is where people th- start thinking, well... You know, my truth, your truth. We have this sort of relative truth where everyone yeah. has their own truth. Well, that may be true for you, but it's not true for me. Right. Well, there's only one truth. The Catholic Church there, teaches that there is only one truth because there's only one God. Yep. And if God is truth, the author of truth, and everything about God is true, mm-hmm. then there is only one truth. There can't be two things true, like on a moral decision. You can't make either, be on either side of a moral coin, right? And and see yourself. Being fine and okay because well that's true for you but it's not true for me if on something like abortion.
2: Well, you talked about relevance. I mean, that's part of where our world is right now. Yeah, you know? mor- moral relativism. Your truth is okay as long as it doesn't bother me.
1: That's right. And reality is when people have multiple truths. Right. You know they're not they're they're small t truths. They're not really true. Yeah. And 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 invariably there are going to be problems. Oh, yeah. Because you can't Absolutely. have competing truths. Right. But God is all true. Everything about God is truth. There is no deception. There is no lie in God. Yep. Another attribute of God is God is love. Now, you love this one.
2: Well, that's... This is you. that's you're going
1: to get out your tambourine and you're going to
2: start... <laughs> start singing Kumbaya. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
1: But the reality is God is love. And all that stuff is born Not out of... I there's anything wrong with that. No, it's beautiful. God is love. Right? And we have to yeah. understand that everything that emanates from God is love. In fact, when we look at the relationships of the Trinity, right. how beautiful that is that we know that God the Father loves God the Son so much. And that love between the, the Father and the Son is right. so incredible that it spirates the Holy Spirit, that it right. basically spews forth this love that is the Holy Spirit. Yep. The Trinity is really just the essence of love.
2: I agree. That's in fact that's what that book was all about. Right. In fact, that's the word. The specific word they use was love.
1: Right. And that was that'd be the best way to describe yeah. God. And if you think about the loving relationships you've had in your life, oh, right? Yeah. then you can really kind of start to equate those with a, sort of a God relationship.
2: Oh, absolutely. I, I you know, it's, I I believe that as soon as you have a child, you begin to understand what God thinks of you.
1: Right. Because you know? God the Father. And right. God the Son, you see that relationship of right. Father and Son. and You see that love, the Holy Spirit. And you start realizing that when you are a father right. to a son, you start taking on the qualities, the attributes of God.
2: What's cool about that, though, is... It, from a human standpoint, you think, okay, well, if I have another child, I'm going to have to divide this love. I can only give half to uh, one of those. Ah, no. But it, but it actually multiplies. It's infinite. And it's hard to get your head around that until you That's have right. multiple kids. That's
1: exactly right. I, you know, I've got nine kids. That doesn't yeah. mean I, that when I have, if you know, if God blessed me with a tenth, that right. I would have, like, have to divide. Well, I know you kids no. were used to this amount of love, no. but you're going to get a little bit less. No, it,
2: gets, it grows even more.
1: No, exactly right. It's beautiful. It's It's infinite. And then, of course, another great attribute of God, and that is that he is imminent or that he is near mm-hmm. and active in our lives oh, absolutely. God is here amongst us, He is with us he 's here yeah. with us on this radio program yep. he 's here especially in the eucharist right he 's here in our song he 's here in our prayer he 's here in our uh, our spouse
2: mm-hmm.
1: right God is active and working in our lives yep, right many many scripture verses talk about God being at our side, God protecting us, whatever. Some religions will see God as this sort of distant, sort of uh, maybe a clockmaker that yeah. winds up this clock and then lets it run and Somebody has nothing of to reach. do with it, right? Well, yeah. that, that is not active in our lives, right? We believe that God is. Oh, absolutely. And so, all these things are important things for us to understand about God because that helps us know who God is, and also may take some of the confusion out of the equation when someone's talking about, well, who is God to you? Right. Well, I'd rather look at who is the God to the Catholic Church because how how God has revealed himself to the world is presented to us through the teachings of the church. And that's where we need to get that sort of that fountain of truth, right? Exactly. God is all true. And God, the son, Jesus started this Catholic church and then said he was going to send the Holy Spirit to, to lead it into all truth, then we know that the teachings of the church are all true.
2: That's exactly right.
1: Right. We also find love in the church. There is not hate in the church. Right. There are people that have problems with hate, yeah. but there is no hate in the church. Yeah. The teachings of the church are all about
2: love. Good stuff, Deacon Jeff.
1: Absolutely. So now hopefully we have answered all the questions that you might have about God.
2: You're going to close <laughs> us with a prayer?
1: Let's do that. Please. In the name of the Father and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. amen. Heavenly Father, you desire that all your children come to know you and to live in your love. Help us to tear down the walls that we build in our hearts that keep us from you and bless us as we strive to make heaven our home. We ask this through Christ our Lord. Amen. amen. In the name of the Father and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.